brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Mm-hmm. Let's do a Keeping Up with the Cougars segment brought to you by Dental Pros of Utah, dentalprosofutah.com. If you've been told you need a filling, crown, root canal, get a second opinion at Dental Pros of Utah and American Fork. They utilize the best in biomimetic techniques, minimally invasive techniques to rebuild your teeth layer by layer. Get a, se- get a second opinion. Check out the Google reviews, dentalprosofutah.com. we got a former BYU great Super Bowl champion on the line, legendary Cougar. we got Brady Papinga on the line to talk some Cougar football. B-Pop, how you living, brother? What's up, guys? Things are good, man. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Just getting into uh, some interesting debates. <laughs> uh, whenever I have B-Lo on the show, we get into these things. The nooks and crannies, getting into the minutia. It happens, guys. It's, a, it's good radio. It makes for good entertainment. That's what it's about. <sighs> yes, it is. Uh, and, I'm, and, and I'm black, so I can speak to yeah, some of these things. No, I think, you know, know what would be really good? Remember during the BLM movement? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. all of the, the race riots and things that we had a... Roundtable. Yeah, I remember that. You know, kind of a band of brothers mm. roundtable. Anson Winder, Brandon Bradley, um, a, a bunch of guys came by and gave their thoughts. We may have to do another one of those about this BYU Duke incident. Uh, get Joe That'd be on, good, man. you know, and just kind of have yeah, it. Anson maybe in. like, yeah, just just get Brandon and get it streaming. Get yeah. as many different perspectives as possible. But yeah. I do want to talk some Cougar football with you, B Pop. Give me your thoughts on the BYU sure. USF game, man. What'd you see? Pure domination. I mean, it was uh, man amongst boys. <clears throat> BYU had, I mean, they just offensively did anything they wanted. I mean, it was run the ball down your throat, you know, run the ball around you, throw the ball, play action pat. I mean, it was beautifully called by Roderick and then also just executed by the guys. You could tell their experience. You could tell their poise. And usually, you know, I was I actually called the game. It was in Dallas, Texas, Army against Louisiana Tech that had a huge, like, three-hour rain delay, kind of the same thing. And it's like, that's one of the most difficult things to, I don't know if you guys have ever had to experience one of those. Fortunately, I'd never had to when I played. But it's very difficult to get all hyped up for the game. Don't we say, eh, actually go back in the locker room. You're sitting around. And then, okay, we'll give you 20 minutes to come back out and get ready to play. That's really hard. I mean, BYU looked like they didn't miss beat. You know, and I think a lot of that has to do with the additions Kalani made with his performance training staff in the offseason where he brought on Skyler Maine, 
I think everybody knows about him. If you don't know yet, he is phenomenal. Yeah. It's what the BYU has lacked, and now they finally have him. And they have a guy, so he's a doctor. And if you're a doctor, that means you do studies, and that means you use science. And he's doing that with these guys, and there's not a coincidence of all of a sudden how many big-time, you know, uh, non-contact injuries, guys, we had a camp this year. Yeah, as far as uh, Zero, I mean, there was right? some. There was no season-ending injuries. Zero. If you, if I was Zero. on TV right now, I'd have two donuts over my eyes. Zero. <laughs> this is like the first time, maybe in I don't know twenty, maybe ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's because Skyler's now implementing science, you know, and it's finally happening, you know, to where you're, you're getting science and you get these guys like if you are, you guys, you're both are probably epitomes of this to where you guys basically do it. Anything they tell you to do, you're going to do it and you're going to do it the best you can. If they say run up to the Y and back, which by the way is true, you're going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And now they're actually doing things that are going to positively affect performance, which means you're going to stay healthy, you're going to be fresh. And then you're going to be explosive, and you're going to be twitchy. And then when you go and you go down to Southern Florida, and all of a sudden you have this huge rain delay, and you got to come back out and re re get the you know re reignite the body. You're not going to be like this luggy big truck in the air is trying to kind of get things turned over. No, you're going to be well with machine, and you're going to just hit the ground running. And I mean, so there's there's some good stuff happening with those guys. I would say though, in the weakness, I'm very concerned about the defense line. I know you wanted to talk about the defense yeah. line a couple weeks ago, Ben. Yeah. Now I know why. Uh, yeah. Those guys look like they could get pushed around by some good offensive linemen, and that could be a problem for a lot of a lot of reasons. You know, boss basically just possessing the ball. I mean, if you get your defense just ran down, I mean, just run right down the throat of your defense, they're just going to turn up clock, and then you're never going to pass rush because your guys are going to be just gassed from having to stop the run all the time, and you're going to completely be playing on your heels, and then it turns into one of those things to where it's like, can the offense be efficient enough to not only keep up with the opposing team's offense to score enough points, but then with their limited amount of possession, take advantage of those and turn those into points. So it just puts a lot of pressure on an offense that can be pretty good, and that might be how a lot of teams try to defend BYU's offense and just keep off the field. And uh, so that, that's a big concern right now if I'm BYU is that defensive line. What did you see specifically, though, Brady? Is it more of just like the raw clay? Is it technique? Is it scheme? Like, give me a little bit more meat to this. Yeah, there's a lot of technique that these guys are raw. I'll give you an example. You, know, you see guys rushing on the edge. They like to bull rush every single time. You know, there's got to be a different path that you take to the quarterback. you got to show them one thing, give them another. You know, if you're going to bull rush, okay, give them a bull rush. Maybe next time, if they're expecting the bull rush, show them the bull rush. And give him, give him something that complements that to where, I mean, I don't want to bore you guys with all the, the technicalities, but you just want to deteriorate the tackle's technique. And you can do that by establishing certain levels of speed and certain levels of power, And uh, but you have to be able to play the power and the speed against one another. You can't just play power, power, power. And that's what those guys did. It was power, power, okay, pass rush, power. And it's like eventually you got to turn it into, okay, maybe you show power, then you go to speed. Or maybe you just show them some speed and then you convert that into power. They weren't doing that at all, which is just simple kind of, it's not simple of a skill set that you have to have as pass rushers. We don't have a guy, I would say, on this roster that is like your, your home run pass rusher. Mm-hmm. That's going to be, we're going to have to slide protection to this guy. We're going to have to be aware of this guy. We're going to have to chip this guy. We might have to keep a tight end on this guy. We don't have a guy. 
Okay, um, that's mm-hmm. one thing. The other thing I saw those defensive tackles. This is what concerned me the most was just they were getting moved. They were getting moved where you, and that's not good. Because uh, I mean that's like I was saying, you could just run the ball right down the way you throw, and that's that's you want you want the, the strength of your defense basically be the middle on out uh, in terms of stop the run, so you can get some strung out to the sidelines. Obviously, you don't gain yards if you're moving horizontally. Um, so the middle of their defense, especially defensive line, those guys will get moved, and I, I, I you can't do that. And then eventually, you have to have a guy emerge that's dominator. That if you do double team him or you dare to single team him, that he's going to make you pay tremendously, get tackles lost, uh, push the pocket, disrupt uh, everything that an offense does in terms of timing, disrupt the quarterback vision, make the quarterback have to kind of get off the spot. Uh, those guys are hard to find, you know. That's in Kwani and. His staff have been phenomenal throughout the years, even when he was at Utah, finding those guys, developing those guys. And so I'm hoping that happens here. But right now, they don't have that. Well, yeah, Logan Logan uh, Fauna would have been a huge blessing to this BYU defensive front. I know you didn't get to get eyes on him. There was some hype. I got to see him uh, in a couple of practices during spring. It was like a, a taller um, – more physical Brian Keel is what I was looking at from an athletic standpoint. And he's a linebacker. Yeah, he was. He was. Well, he was. He was. He's bigger. I mean, he was at like two thirty-five. So, I mean, he's kind of like a stand-up. That o- defensive line. I could care less about linebackers right now. We're well, the no, no. Okay? He's the. I, I don't. He's care. the OE. If you could. He's the. He's the. Uh, he, he's kind of that, that hybrid. Matter. He's that hybrid I'm linebacker. Not even, I'm not even DN. about that. Yeah, I'm not like I told you. The middle of that defense is the most important, and I mean it. Just, it, yeah. it really doesn't matter. I can say it doesn't matter absolutely, but if you have a very sketchy interior defensive front, you can make really good linebackers very very average because now mm-hmm. they're having to take on blocks. Now they're having to take on double teams. You know, all of a sudden you're you're trying to scrape to a to fill a hole, and boom, you're running in the back of your off. Uh, excuse me, defensive line because he's getting blown off the ball. That's bad, man. I've seen Erlacher. I've seen Ray Lewis. Uh, I've seen these guys that didn't have that front presence because they had injuries that, of guys that were really good at it, and they were completely neutralized. Completely neutralized. You're like, whoa, these guys aren't like all pro anymore. What's going on? Oh, they don't have a big street tech, a big nose guard up in front of them, eating up blocks, letting them run side to the sideline. That's why I'm like saying, like, is it, linebackers are at this point like irrelevant. If you don't have guys that can eat up blocks and wreak havoc in the middle of your defense, it really limits what your linebackers can do. Yeah. Man, you just wonder if it can be changed through technique. Jan Jorgensen's down there, right, Uh, doing a Mm -hmm. lot more work with the defensive line. (laughs) You sound concerned. Well, you got to realize something. The people, you guys know how it is. Everybody is, every single player by the end of the year is going to be a different player. Sure. Some mm-hmm. are going to accelerate their progression differently than others, and they're going to be like emerging and really dominant. Some are not. So let's see how these guys develop. It was just their first game, you know, of the 2022 season. Um, they are looking at that film, you know, and defensive coaches are looking at them, and they're saying the same thing. Um, there are some things that can't be done. There are. There's no question about it. Um, you can take it, you know, if they're running it, like, for example, if they're running a two-gap scheme where they're lining head up, on, a, on an offensive lineman and having to play either side of him in terms of that gap, that can slow a guy down. Or, believe it or not, there are some guys that they like that. And you basically, you have them off the ball a little bit. You have them off the ball like you know, half a yard, 
so they can react in time to fill the gap, and so it gives them a little bit of a head start. Um, so maybe it's that simple. You get guys just getting into their comfort zone, and you find out what that is, and all of a sudden one of these guys that are getting blown off the ball because maybe they're thinking a little bit too much. Now they're not thinking, and they're now eating. You know, they're, they're, they're bringing the, the – basically they're being in the punch of the fight. Um, all of a sudden they're blowing dudes back, wreaking havoc, you know, doing what we're talking about. So don't, don't, don't all of a sudden think the season's lost. These guys are capable. These guys are capable. They have good coaches. Coach is going to figure it out. And so we'll see what happens. It's like anything can happen. There, there can be an emerger out of, of, of one of these guys that are playing right now, no question. Brady Papinga, former BYU great, a BYU legend along the defensive front, talking some Cougar sports, talking the uh, BYU-USF game. Uh, we talked a lot of defense, defensive front. Um, what did you think about the defense as a whole? What grade would you give them on the evening? Well, I thought in terms of their secondary, they were solid. I just was more focused on the defensive line because <clears throat> I was just going to see, you know, because you had brought that to my attention. If there was a guy in there yet that had, you know, created that presence that is going to be really good. But, I mean, come on, Max Tilly was great. Peyton Hilliger was great. Uh, Wilger was great. You know, the secondary guys were solid. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident about them. You know, I think if you're BYU and you can say those things that I just said and you're kind of focusing on the defensive line, that's a good position to be in because usually it's kind of in reverse. Nothing against mm-hmm. you guys. You guys, are, you're awesome. But usually it's kind of like who the heck is in the secondary uh, versus, you know, who's up in the front seven because it seems that, you know, BYU can generally find guys in the front seven. It's just hard to find guys like you guys that play play excellent football as a secondary. Uh, but I don't think that's a problem this year. I think their, their secondary is pretty solid. It's just, you know, you got to find some defensive linemen that can be some big, impactful guys that can really cause problems. Yeah, uh, I feel you on that. B-Pop, is, is this going to be a special season for BYU? Um, you know, what, what type of record do you foresee? I don't know if you looked at the schedule at all, 2022 BYU Cougars. I'm sure you've taken a, a gander or taken a, a glimpse at it, but uh, – you know, how good can this team be, do you think? They can be as good as they've been the last three, two years. You know what I mean? This is like, this could be phenomenal, as a matter of fact, because they have Jaron Hall returning pretty much all their offensive line. Their receiving core looks really good. You know, the, their new back. Uh, what's his name? Brooks? Mm. What, yep. What's his yeah, name? Chris there? Brooks. Yeah, Chris Brooks. Yeah, Brooks. Man, he looks, he looks, like Algier, right? Powerful. Yeah. You can't block, You can't tackle him at the first hit. He's going to carry at least one or break one tackle. So you got multiple get multiple bodies on that guy. I mean, that's man. That and then you mix that with the zone scheme. That's what I love about their scheme is it's not only a power running scheme, but it's a zone power running scheme. And people don't realize that a lot of times a power running scheme used to be known as hey, you're going to get a big back like you know Algier, Brooks, or, or a guy like that. And then you're going to pull guards. You're going to have a pullback in there. You're going to basically just predetermine this is the hole we're running into. We're going to try to carve out the alley, and let's see if the defense can stop it. And that's a very arrogant way to play, in my opinion, because you have to have superior athletes on the offensive line. You have to have superior running backs. You have to just you just have to be better than everybody else, tougher, and uh, and so it creates you know a certain sense of like you have to have a certain level of talent above your opponent. And it's not as difficult because it's very straightforward. You follow the pullers. You kind of follow just the flow. 
Now, in his own blocking scheme, it comes down to just toughness. And if you have guys that run it right, where you got guys that are big like BYU's offensive line, but then can move enough to where they're moving that horizontal away on those outside zone plays, you're not only move, moving guys to create avenues in the defense, but just by virtue that it's just impossible. I don't care who you are. So if you guys go out yourself and try to run sideways without people blocking you, see if you can run exactly the same speed. Because all it takes is for one guy to be a step slower than another guy. There's natural Hollywood that occurs. That's the whole premise behind the zone blocking scheme, and that's why in the pros, like Denver Broncos, who made it so famous, they didn't get big behemoth offensive line. They weren't a power zone blocking scheme. And that's because they were like, hey, we can get smaller guys, invest in our quarterback, invest in other guys, and just run sideways, make sure they're tough and you know, competitive, and we just, we're going to bet that defense, every single guy is not going to run horizontally at the same rate, which that's the case. And then you get a running back that can run downhill and with power and hit those gaps that are naturally created by those, those horizontal blocking uh, schemes. I mean, that's that's a beautiful thing. But then you got the mixture of that, you know, with uh, with power, because the BYU's line is powerful, and then you get a powerful back. That's a good, that's a good little mixture there, you know. And so uh, I like that. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I'm I'm very optimistic. I think they could beat anybody on their team, um, and I'm loving their performance approach because again, a lot of this comes down to can people stay healthy and can yes. they stay not only just healthy, uh, but can they stay fresh enough to where they're optimally playing at their best level? You know, because you can stay healthy and play, but they maybe nicked up, acting a little bit in the weightlifting because your freaking coach told you to put an extra 45 on there, and you're looking at him like, I don't need to do this. Well, this is what we've always done. Uh, <laughs> head. I'm going to stuff my head and bang it up against this power rock. Uh. You know, you got those dudes. So luckily you have a voice of reason in there that can say, no, 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 no. You just, just got to hit certain thresholds here and guys will be fresh. So uh, based off of that, I'm very optimistic about BYU. They can... They could run the table, but again, that's very difficult. But likely, yeah. most likely, you know, though, they could go through and you know lose a couple games and still be in an excellent position for a bowl game as they transition to the Big Big Twelve. Speaking of staying healthy, Puka Nakua injured his ankle. It was noticeable yeah, that he was not wearing a brace or taping his ankles, and he hurt his ankle. Let me ask you this: You're a, you're you're a medical guy. Do you believe in forcing football players, whenever they're practicing or playing a game, to tape and or brace their ankles? Well, I, I think anybody that wants to buy a brace for their knee, go to Ben. Ben has the best braces out there. They're going to be custom fit to you. They're going to feel like they're nice plug. part of your body. They're going to feel like you know, ligaments on your knees. So I'll preface it by saying that. Uh, I, I do believe it is a, a uh, preference thing for players. Uh, yeah. I, you know, when I tore my ACL, I tore my ACL twice. And, uh, I had the Don Joy brace for it made for me, and the medical staff was like, hey, we got you a brace. And I go, no, 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 come here. And I flexed my quad, and I go, that's my brace. <laughs> and so I don't wear braces, okay? That's me. I just What I about just, ankle braces or ankle tape, brace, though? Knee, knees are different, right? No, I taped – well, listen, man, I taped my ankles every day in basketball in high school, and I every year rolled my ankle. My hmm. senior year, I said, F this. Yeah. I am not going to save my ankle, and I didn't, and I didn't roll my ankle once. Is it coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> Does it mean that just because you brace them up, you're all of a sudden going to avoid injuries? No. Uh, but like I said, is there a certain preference to it? And absolutely, like we know with the Don Joy kind of braces, and you're an offensive lineman, and you happen to get into the you know yeah. one in a million position where you know you're getting a whole pile falling on you, and you got a guy pushing up against you. It may it's going to help you know from your knee from 
kind of bending in a way that it's not naturally meant to bend. But, you know, outside of that, it's just preferencing, I think, for a lot of these guys. Most of it, I think, is having that mental comfort, you know, knowing you have an extra support there. But in the case of Nakua, man, no, he, look, the way he got tackled, the way his foot got cut into there, I don't care if he has a brace, it's going to get twisted, okay? Now, one thing you got to remember about him, because we do hear, you know, I don't know if this coach caught from Kwani. I have no inside information on this other than <laughs> he wants Baylor to think the coup is healthy. I know that because that kind of helps them uh, at least have to install defenses, maybe put a cloud of corn on top of him, which would help the run game, or maybe just, just be aware of him because he did gash them deep last year for, I don't know, what, over 100 yards. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe he, he just for coaching speak says that. But also if the guy's flexible, that's another thing. They'll bounce back from these pretty good. They can, so there could be that element going on with Nakua too, where he's flexible enough, where it's just you know he he may have you know hurt his ligament in that ankle, but not so much so to where it's going to negatively affect him. But we'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we got a few days here. I personally, after I saw it, I don't think he's going to be 100 percent for a little bit. But the dude may just be a gamer and just figure out how to be 100%, even though he's not 100%, and this is all mute. But, but yeah, it looked pretty bad. A couple last things for you, Brady. Appreciate you hopping on. Does Jared Hall look like an NFL quarterback after seeing him uh, versus USF? He has for a couple of years. The only problem he has is this injury issue. If he, if he, can, look, he can show that, hey, I am robust, I'm not going to get my ribs blasted, I'm not going to get a concussion and all that kind of stuff, and I can still scramble and you know, a lot of it is just, it's almost like as much as they, and I always say this about mobile quarterbacks, that it's about Taysom, you know, because I saw Aaron Rodgers kind of work on this, where it's like just as much as they work on their pass sets and, you know, how many steps they take in a pass drop and their releasing angles and reading defenses, it's like you almost have to become an expert in the skill of how do you avoid hits when you're about ready to get hit and to get out of the down health, even though you may have scrambled or kept the ball in a read option play for a 10-yard game. You know, and, that, and that's to me kind of the last step in his progression to be a franchise caliber player. Because if he can't show he's healthy, or he at least puts doubt in scouts' minds that he can't, he's going to slip down to the second, third, fourth round. Um, but if he goes out, balls out, a lot like Zach Wilson did. Because I mean, Zach Wilson to me, he kind of showed that. He showed that he could be dynamic in the pocket, and then when he got out of it, he wasn't going to be in harm's way and be reckless to where he's getting injured. That all of a sudden puts you in that, like, whoa, we'll invest a high first round draft choice, you know. And so that's kind of, to me, yet to be determined with Jaron Hall. Can he prove to be mobile? Because he still needs to be mobile. That's part of his skill set. But yet still have the skill to avoid these direct hits that are going to get him injured and get him at least affected. You know, maybe not injured where he's out of the game, but affected where he's not able to play at his best. And if he could do that, where it's kind of like he eases your mind. Because whenever he runs, I get nervous. I don't know about you guys. I'm like, oh, shoot, get down, dude. You know, I'm yelling, get down. Just get down. You know, I'm, I'm like trying to like through my intention to try to help that guy. I know he's got the talent to be phenomenal. He's just got to stay healthy. But uh, but he's got to get to the point where you don't even think that. You know, you're just mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, look at him go. All right. Yeah, all right. You know, just mm-hmm. – and you know he's going to slide or he's going to avoid a big hit or get out of bounds and just – smart about it you know and I, I don't know if he's at that point yet. but that's to me the last step if he proved that then uh then he's he should be right was actually you know right in that conversation of top 10 top 20 quarterback uh and uh, obviously his the success of BYU team is going to have a huge impact on that because he's going to face some 
defense is like against Baylor. I mean, and, and he showed his, he, he played well against Baylor last year. Um, uh, if he can do it again, you know, I mean, man, that's that's a really good defense because they're such a sound defense, you know, defensive team there. Um, one of the most I think well coached defense in the in the whole college football, by the way. Hardly ever make a mistake. The physical front. So uh, he goes through the schedule, plays well, stays healthy, man. First rounder. Pop, last question for you. Uh, offense, defense, special teams. I'm always intrigued by where your eyes cast its gaze. Is there one player, like your favorite player from this USF game that you'd like to highlight that just stood out to you? Was it Max Tooley? Was it Puka? Was it someone, uh, you know, uh, you know, hmm. somebody else, you Brooke. know, that just like you kind of gravitate for like, oh, man, that's Brooke. a great play. Brooks. It was Brooks. Yeah. The dude ran like a freaking freight train. You know, and uh, I, and I don't, I, I don't want to say what I want to say, but you know, it's interesting how you have the ring of honor of BYU of some very celebrated running backs, and this guy walked in, and you could argue that he's you know already in the top three of those kind of guys. You know what I'm saying? Like this dude's this dude's awesome. Like this is the kind of guy that just wears defense out, sets up the play action perfectly, and just how he's making multiple. Defenders have to tackle him. Just wears the defense out, and then he got he got he got more and more stronger as the game went on. Which you hear that all the time with pounded running back, and that's you know you start to you know you start to see him break 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 runs, and that's that's a heck of a sign. So hopefully he stays healthy. But he was the guy that really jumped out, thick in the lower body, and just you know running through arm tackles. You have to get your center mass in front of him, meaning your whole body in front of him, or else he's just going to run right through your arm and gain another five to seven yards or go now he's all of a sudden on the secondary and having to get you know guys like you trying to tackle him is not it's not really fair you know so uh i break kneecaps really jumped out at me and i, thought, I break i break them ankles no well guys no. are getting pretty good at jumping over those dudes. No, I, I, I hear you you did a good job you did a good job but uh <laughs> but that's just know. not ideal you know it's not an ideal yeah. matchup you know what i'm saying like you can sure. win it but it's not what a defense wants and, uh, but, yeah, I, I really – he was the guy that I was looking at. I was like, this is, this is unbelievable. You know, that Kalani was able to kind of just plug and play another physical runner. Now can he stay healthy and continue this this kind of production? You know, that's kind of the question. But, man, he, he really jumped out. Love it. B-Pop, you're the man. Appreciate you hopping on. We need uh, uh, to make it a weekly segment, uh, breaking it down from your vantage point. Always learn something chatting with you about uh, Cougar football. Always fun to jump on, guys. Have a great rest of your day, and go Cougs. Yes, sir. Brady Papinga, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Bilo, any final thoughts before we wrap that up and go to a What's Cooking with a Cougars segment? Uh, I, I liked how he um, really highlighted the the strengthening and conditioning program. Yeah, it, it, he did mention Dr. Colby Colossen, former BYU mm-hmm. great outside linebacker as well, was a part of uh, that, that sports scientist crew. Yeah, it, it's it's – it's funny because we talk about injuries so much, and I think sometimes we don't think to go to the root of the injury, right? Like, what's the root cause? Yeah. And when we do, we kind of hit this wall of, well, we don't really know how much accountability is on the, the training staff, or is it, like, these freak accidents? Is it the equipment? Is it, you know, it's all these different things. And I think for the first time, you know, you see a correlation with the change of, of the program with the, the the key data of, you know, zero uh, injuries in camp, right, coming out of fall camp. 
which is um, it's a good feeling because in order for BYU to to you know compete at the highest level, injuries has to be you know they they have to be able to compete in the in the injury category, right? And and what I mean by that is having less injuries, and that's solely because right now, especially you know the 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 recruits that well, I would say. BYU's always had two hands tied behind their back when it comes to recruiting because they're on a club, blah, blah, blah. We all know the story. So the competitive advantage or to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, is, is got to be able to, to have players healthy, right? So that's one one avenue, one way BYU can compete. And so it's good to see numbers behind, uh, positive numbers behind, you know, changes that they made. Love it. B-Low, bye-bye-side. We'll go to breakdowns. Keeping up with the Cougars, brought to you by Dental Pros of Utah. DentalProsOfUtah.com. Go to the, the website, learn about biomimetics, learn about conserving your natural living tooth structure. You don't want to take enamel. You can't grow enamel back. So if you take away too much enamel, uh, more than you need just to create a crown or, uh, you know, typically a crown or, or to, to uh, perform a filling, it may not be the right way. So call Dental Pros of Utah, minimally invasive dental care that uh, you can trust experience the benefits of biomimetic dentistry at Dental Pros of Utah. 801-756-0360. That's 801-756-0360. DentalProsOfUtah.com. What's cooking with the Cougars? Coming up next, all the news and notes of the day. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.